This is the Adoptive Mom Podcast. Adoption may look different for each family, but we need solidarity from other crazy people who took this leap. And that is what we do here. We encourage, we build up, we share the wins and losses. We lean on each other and we get through this together. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the Adoptive Mom Podcast. My name is Alex Fitton, and I am still here as your resident extrovert, just trying to keep peopling the best I can in this incredibly weird time in the world. You can find me on Facebook at Alex Fitton and the Adoptive Mom Podcast and on Instagram at the Adoptive Mom. You are listening to episode eight of season six, episode 86 overall. And I meant what I said when I mentioned that this is a very special episode. And it's because while all of my other episodes were recorded before the Corona apocalypse, this one was recorded especially for the Corona apocalypse. When everything went down and we all buckled in for some intensive, special and precious time with our cherubs, I had to back off all of the things I usually do for the adoptive mom media. And instead America's mom and mine, Andrea McCurdy and I recorded episodes to release every single day for a week over on Patreon. And that is what you're getting a taste of today. This was the first episode of our Corona apocalypse series, all about setting a homeschool structure that won't make you go crazy. And if you like what you hear, you can head to patreon.com slash the adoptive mom and become a $7 bestie of the show to get all of the America's mom episodes and much, much more premium content. All right, you guys stay safe out there and definitely keep on social distancing and definitely, definitely find ways to thrive in this time instead of becoming a sinking ship of isolation. And I'm talking to myself here too. We can do this and I got your back. Okay, let's go listen in on America's mom. All right, everyone, it's time once again for America's Mom. And here to join me, as always, someone who can type 120 words per minute, making her the fastest typist, <laughs> typer, typist in the West. Welcome, Andrea McCurdy, <laughs> a.k.a. Mom. Hey. Um, okay, so we're in the middle of the apocalypse. I don't know if you knew. Yes, it is the apocalypse. Is your Enneagram 6 just like... Is an overkill. Yeah, yes. You're just danger everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about here, but my Harry Potter people out there, it's like um, when Molly Weasley's clock that just everyone's arrows are pointing to moral, mortal peril and it's just going crazy. So Molly has no idea what's going on. Molly, anyway, she doesn't know because she's, <laughs> she's not a Potterhead like I am. No, I'm not. Um, okay, so we are recording new episodes for every day this week because, um, like I said, the world is ending. We're all going to die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we all do have our kids home with us. So there is that. So it's the same as the world ending, right? Yeah, but your life doesn't change at all. You're an empty nester. That's right. I'm enjoying every bit of this. You just don't want me toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? I'm an Enneagram 6. I have plenty. <laughs> oh, so you're four. Always think ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so we wanted to talk about some things that did pertain a little bit to the current cultural climate, but also just again, you know, stick with our basis 
ideals, which are to provide just really practical, basic resources for moms. So obviously, uh, the bigger show, the adoptive mom podcast, we keep it pretty, you know, emotional, um, more like theoretical basis, not so much the zoomed in practical nitty gritty. So that's what we do here on America's mom. And who better to help me than someone who's been a mom for 30 plus years now. <laughs> that's right. You're, I can't believe you're 30. I know. I just wow. turned 30. Is that weird for you? It is very weird. Yes. You've been a mom for a long, a long time. You've been a mom for as long as I've been Your alive. Your whole life. <laughs> Oh, that was, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about homeschool because all of us have, um, unwillingly, uh, uh, we did not volunteer for this non voluntarily. We have become homeschool moms, which you, you are a homeschool mom. <laughs> she had the, the jumper. She had the, the homeschool mom hairdo. That's like, so You funny. have trained your whole life for this. <laughs> You're coming out of the woodwork, and she's like, hold my earrings. I got some wisdom for all y'all. I don't know if it's wisdom, but I got some experience for sure. It's her time to shine, baby. Oh, oh this man. Is so funny. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about homeschool structure versus routine today. Um, and I say this because as someone, so I... I like structure, but I have to be really careful because I know myself and I really love planners. I love all the stickers. I love all the pins. I love it all. But I know that if I over plan, I am setting myself up for failure because if I can't do it perfectly, then I just don't do it. And so I would rather, I have to keep it real loosey goosey. And so I'm learning as I'm seeing all my friends post their very, very nitty gritty schedules, which is great if that's what works for their family. Yep. But I'm having to, to really, um, you know, kind of stay in tune with what works for me and exactly. my family. And that's hard. That's hard when you see all these people doing amazingly cool things with their homeschool routines and all this stuff. So, okay. So th the first thing we want to talk about is just sticking to what's doable. So mom, what wisdom do you have to lay on us as far as realistic routines goes? Well, first of all, absolutely make it doable. It kind of goes back to another podcast that we did talking about know what you believe and why you believe it. Know what works for your family. And if it's okay if whatever works for your family doesn't look like your friend down the street or your child's friend down the street because they live in a different house, different personalities, different kids, and different routines. So it's okay that yours looks different. So you can have a routine and you can have some structure, but don't get hung up on it. Don't get hung up on making, you know, thinking that your your day has to look like somebody else's or definitely don't get hung up if your structure or your routine doesn't work one day. It's all right. Ooh, and it's that's hard. Right. So that was actually the next thing we were talking about is being willing to change what's not working. And you know yeah. that that is like the hardest thing in the world for me. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's important, obviously. And I think that even as I've, I mean, we were two days in as we're recording this, two days into homeschooling, and I've already met my yelling quota, I mean, <laughs> by 9 a.m. the first day, probably. So, I mean, just being willing to change what work, what does that look like? What's not working, excuse me. It means that some days, sometimes your kids just have bad days. And that's the, I know most of the moms out there that are listening are uh, homeschooling because they, it is involuntary <laughs> because <laughs> here we are facing the apocalypse. No, it's, um, you know, just not something they plan to do or necessarily thought they wanted to do. They're having to do it to help their kids, you know, keep up with school. And so, 
you know, that looks different from from what we did when we actually, you know, thought about what we were going to do each day. And, and we set a routine and we, we knew it had to be working. Well, some days it didn't work. I mean, some days kids just have a bad day. They don't feel good. They're restless. So be willing to change that. Be willing to change your day and say, you know what? It's not working today. We'll double up tomorrow. Or you know what? I think it's 930 in the morning, but I think we need to go run around outside for a while and get some energy out. And you know what? Homeschooling, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and this is something we didn't talk about in when we were prepping for this episode, but what do you do when something doesn't work, where it works really great for one kid, but just straight up doesn't for another kid, and you're trying to homeschool them at the same time? Then you take a break. You can give one of them stuff to do and go outside with the other one. Ten minutes sometimes is just a ten-minute break sometimes is all they need. Just like you had more recent I mean, studies have shown more recesses at school make kids more productive. Kids weren't made to sit still for that long. So don't be too rigid in your routine. Sure. And I think that, you know, that that leads us to another issue, which is what I'm seeing with people posting their schedules is that I'm like, there's no margin there. So what did you I mean, when we were homeschooling, what was a typical day? What did it look like, first of all, but also how did you allow gaps for when things inevitably would go wrong? Well, we said you probably remember we we you had to be at the table ready to school at nine o'clock. That was just kind of our yeah dress. You had your morning step to do. You could piddle around till five till nine as long as you were dressed teeth brushed and sitting down ready to start school at nine o'clock. So you had some freedom. We didn't start at eight o'clock like some of my friends did. You could wear whatever you wanted to wear. Just get dressed and do your morning stuff first and be ready to start. So it gave you some freedom. And so that starts out not being quite so rigid. And I think kids are more willing to work when you have a little bit of free time there. Had friends that got their kids up at six so they could start school at seven thirty or eight. That just wasn't our family. (laughs) (laughs) We worked nights, and so that yeah, was not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, we started what we started at nine, and we did uh, we did Bible reading and math, I think, and you had to have all that done before lunch. So we'd sit down and we'd do Bible together, and then uh, I'd give you all you know go over your lesson with you and give you your homework, and while I fix lunch, and you didn't eat lunch until you got it done. Sometimes you got it done early. Sometimes you piddled till. It was almost ready to eat, you know, but that way it gives the kids a little bit of freedom. You're not sitting there over them the whole time. And so they have, you know, feel like they have a little bit of control in what's going on, but you give them a general guideline and enforce that guideline. You know, we're going to have lunch and you can eat or not eat depending on if you get your work done. Yeah. I mean, that's something that even today, like, thankfully, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about some resources, not that, I mean, our amazing teachers, and I'm sure that your amazing teachers have been posting resources galore. And one of those is Go Noodle, which I didn't know about, but it is this amazing like YouTube video series, but they also have an app and they have games and they have indoor recess videos, which are like 13 minutes long. And then I think the longest is 17 minutes long. And it has like exercise stuff but then it'll have almost kind of like mindfulness and yoga it like video in between and then they'll jump back to high energy and so i mean my kids love it and so i would i was using that as bribes i was like if you finish these dang worksheets (laughs) you can do three go noodle videos (laughs) that's really awesome though and Uh, there's other online stuff out there too yeah absolutely but just giving them something to like hey you know your brother and sister are gonna eat lunch or gonna do these videos yeah and whether or not you get to do it with them is up to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I think that, yeah, just that, that not over scheduling and don't fill up your day with every minute being accounted for because things are going to inevitably go wrong. And sure, if you finish early, that's great. But if not, right. And a friend of mine actually told me, she said, think of yourself as a teacher. And this is obviously for my school age moms, like my kids are preschool, so they are not used to being in school all day anyway. But she said, think of yourself as a teacher until 3 p.m. And then you're back to being just full on mom. And she's like, so everything you do, even if it's cooking lunch, like that can be school, that can be a lesson somehow, Mm -hmm. that can be like, if you just think of yourself as their teacher, um, but have a cutoff for that, not just having it be like, this is who we are now. And I think I think that's good advice. I think if you can do that, I think it works really well. And what you touched on really good though is um, uh, really well is is something we didn't really talk about. But talking about using lunch as a lesson, it's absolutely you can go to the grocery store and use it as a lesson. You can teach kids how to read, you know, price tags. And right now, I know we're not going anywhere, but. Sure. But overall, I mean, you can have them Social count out. Social distancing people. Yes. You can have them count out Cheerios or you can, you know, any. there's so many things that um, that can be used as a lesson. And you know what? Cooking in itself is a lesson too. you know, have kids help with that if they get done early. But anyway, I know there are a lot of people who do fill up their day with schedules and that's just how their family works. I just can't imagine that. I think it's too rigid. It was definitely too rigid for our family. But, you know, works, do what's doable for you. That was not doable for us to fill up our day. Yeah. So. And that that's a nice segue into what it, what our next kind of little topic was, which is sticking to your strengths and outsourcing the rest. So I know for me, I saw, I mean, I, you know, I'm all up in social media, like looking at, I love all the memes. I've been dying laughing and then looking at my friends' routines, and a lot of them have like art on there, and I'm like, oh crap! Like <laughs> that is not my thing. I am not crafty at all, at all. And so I'm like, do I have to get out the play-doh? Like, and then I had to check myself and be like, no, Alex, like you're not gonna be in therapy because you didn't do art with them. But that's something that that is not my thing. That's not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? I mean, as someone who you like voluntarily did homeschool full time. Surely you were not good at everything, right? I was not. Not Much at to all. our, like, we were, we thought you were. But. You thought I was the bomb at everything. <laughs> no, I, uh, for, oh, first of all, not, definitely not art. But every year I bought the art curriculum and we would do it like once a week because you loved it so much. And at the end of the year, we had probably half the lessons left over that we didn't do. But anything that was that was doable, that was easy, that fit into our schedule, you know, Sure. I mean, if your kids love it, let them do it. Find stuff, even construction paper. You can find stuff like that. But if you want to use an actual art curriculum, sometimes it's kind of cool. They have some really cool stuff in there. Sometimes not. My strength was definitely not science either. Yeah. So we we used every online resource we could. Dad loves science, so he helped y'all with it a lot. But I realized quickly that was not my strength. And you know what? If you do stuff that's not your strength, it just becomes exhausting. And the kids see right through it, and they become exhausted, and they don't learn. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's something, be honest with your kids and tell them like, you know what? I don't know. Um, And we said like, be resourceful, but also teach Mm -hmm. them to be resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think that in today's culture uh, for motherhood, we're taught that we need to have it all together or at least look like we have it all together. And I think it's seen like, I, I feel like I'm, I don't think I'm looked at as a lazy parent, but I definitely feel because of the way our culture is, I'm like, am I being a lazy parent right now? Because I'm like, I don't know, figure it out, man. Like, <laughs> I'll say that. And I'm like, that's probably good for them. But why do I feel like that's bad? Like, I need to do everything for my kids. And 
I think it's just, I think it's, it's, it's your style of parenting. You know, there are other parents that are all on their kids, teaching them everything. And that works for them. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it doesn't work for you that way, don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm also not a very like precious or sweet mom. (laughs) I had a, I was watching a friend's kid and he came to me and was like looking for his cup. And I was like, I'm not the the keeper of your cup. And he's like, two. (laughs) <laughs> he just looked at me and was like, started crying. And I was like, okay, now I feel bad. <laughs> but that's but you what I tell what? my kids. I'm like, I'm not, it's not my job to keep up with your stuff. But your kids are so resourceful now and they're learning all that. You can, you can ask them, who's the keeper of your cup? And they're like, I am. Yeah. And they'll go find it, you know, because you've taught them that. So that's good. But yeah. you're right. I mean, you have to know your strengths. And because if you, if you try to make everything your strength, you're just going to be tired. But also I think that, I mean, that, so that's a good note, but I think that even if, even if everything is your strength, I mean, there are some moms like teachers, I mean, for instance, like teachers are great at that stuff, but like this morning, actually the past two days I've, um, utilized, well, what is it? Um, oh, this is dead air. This is the worst podcasting. I can't think of it. (laughs) Storyline online. That's what it is. Storyline online. So it's by the SAG. Oh, it's by the SAG, um, foundation. And so it's actors reading real books to kids like in a video and they show the pictures and all this stuff. And I, that's on YouTube and I've just been turning those on. And that's like when I go and do my makeup and hair and whatever, like just have a minute to myself. And I'm like, I can read a book to them. Like I can, (laughs) that's not hard, but I would rather have, you know, John Hamm do it while I do <laughs> yeah. my makeup because that gives me a minute to myself and it keeps me sane. Well, and it gives him a little bit of, of some variety. You know, it gives him a little bit of a break. So, yeah, but I think it's just, you know, leaning into like, I don't have to be great at everything right. or I don't have to do everything. Exactly. Exactly. So I know right now there's, you know, most of these moms that are homeschooling for the first time or doing it like you talked about because they have to. And so they do have, they are, they are still into the school's authority and they still have things that they have to get accomplished. And so even though they may not be good at something, I know that you still have to get it done and that can be hard. And it's, these are just, during this time, it is going to be exhausting. But you know what? Call in some resources. If you've got a friend, you know, Skype or FaceTime or something like that and have them help, you know, teach your kids that yeah. if you don't know something, figure it, help, you know, look to other people, figure it out, you know. Well, and I've seen so many people doing like <clears throat> Zoom play dates, which is something we'll talk about in another episode. But why not do like a Zoom um, you know, co-op? Like exactly. if you have one mom that does is really great at science, like park your kids in front of the computer and have her do the, if, I mean, if it's someone that's from your school, have her do that part of the packet or whatever. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Even though, I mean, even though we're all kind of not getting together in, in big groups, I mean, there's still all kinds of, um, this is when the internet becomes really great. (laughs) There's still all kinds of ways. Imagine if this had happened in the nineties. Oh, seriously. There's so many ways that you can, uh, you can still get together and your kids would enjoy that. And you can still get everything that done that has to be done and still make it work for your family. You know what? Maybe everybody has a better time as, you know, six o'clock in the after six o'clock at night to do a science project or whatever, you know, Gosh, (laughs) the worst. Do what works for you. So our last little segment here that we wanted to talk about, and this is something that we'll probably be able to just copy and paste this little segment into all of the episodes we're planning to release this week, but it's you are the mom. Definitely. You have to know that you are the mom. I mean, I realized, so Brian, my husband, he's been stressed out of his mind with extra workload and having to 
work from home, which thankfully he has a private office that he that is not attached to our living quarters, which I'm thankful for because I don't know about you guys. This might be your not this might not be your journey, but for me, I'm like, if you can't help, don't be in my house. <laughs> that's good (laughs) there's no such thing as like daddy's downstairs don't bother him like no not happening well it's kind of like when dad would try to help y'all with something and i'd be like you were completely missing up our mojo you had to leave oh yeah you know i just i can't like if he comes home early i'm like what are you doing (laughs) he's like i'm here isn't that great i'm like no (laughs) it's not time yet still have some Still have some stuff to do. That's Uh, funny. I do feel like the like the in Seinfeld whenever Jerry's jokingly trying to um, suffocate George and Elaine walks in, he's like, "Oh, Elaine, what are you doing here?" Like that's what I feel like. Like if I'm sitting on the couch, even if I just sat down for like a minute, and Brian is not the kind of person that like needs a detailed description of what I did that day. He doesn't care all that much, but I still feel the need that I'm like, I just sat down like just five minutes ago. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like you have to, you have to explain right. everything. That's so funny. He's like, okay. <laughs> like um, I really was the mom five minutes ago. Yeah, for real. But anyway, I had to realize like day one, 9am I was like, I really just like, this is, this is me. This is yeah. me. There's no one to yeah. vent to. There's no one to like, call in like this is it and so i was i took no prisoners like you disobey go to your room like i'm not (laughs) i'm not dealing with it but that's something that you said independently i did not like ask you this but you were like they're gonna test you oh yeah yeah they're gonna test you they're gonna try to push push school as much as they can they're gonna beg to do it later they're gonna beg to do everything there's a difference in having a day that just doesn't work for schooling as opposed to your kids just trying to put it off and you know, it just because they're lazy or because they want to do something different. So, I mean, but pick things, give them some control. Like I said, we did some things in the morning and then the afternoon we had some other things to do like history and science and uh, after lunch, but we were done like by two o'clock every day and it was great, but it gave y'all some freedom to say, you know, you have three hours to get this done. I don't care what order you do them in. Of course, after we went over the lessons and stuff and, um, but it gave you the freedom to make some of those choices yourself but you still had to be done with certain things before you could eat lunch, you know, and I was the mom with that. I mean, I enforced that and, uh, you know, y'all, y'all realize that quickly, but for us, if I had sat down with y'all the whole time and made you do everything in a certain order, I think it just would have been too rigid. Again, that just goes back to do what works for your family. Yeah. But in any family, the kids are going to test you. So you've got to decide when you get up in the morning that you wear the pants in the, in the family when dad's not there or Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are the mom, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest. When Brian gets home, I'm like, all right, tag. Yeah, exactly. I'm kidding, kind of. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think that, and this goes into something else you said that I really liked. And you said, whatever the plan is, it's mom's decision. And I think that y- you were saying that even when you do have to make those changes, even if you do call it and you're like, this is not working. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still your decision. It's not something that you were pressured into or that you were nagged into or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, There's you have to give yourself grace to, to think, you know what, I thought we could start school at 9 o'clock, but this is not working. We're going to start at 10. You know, and that's not because your kids whined and complained, you know, but you've got to figure out what works for your family. Same with, you know, one day, if you got to run errands one day, it's your decision that we're going to double up the next day. It's not because, you know, your kids whined. And you've just got to let them know that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's certain, you know, sometimes you say no, and sometimes you say, you know what? Okay, I think that's a great idea. But listen to your kids, you know, be 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 the mom, but still 
listen to them so you're not being too rigid, even if you're not on a strict schedule. Don't be too rigid where you're not listening. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, that's something that like you say, you know, pick your pick your hills to stand on or pick yeah. your battles. Like for you, it was the like, you're not going to be in your pajamas and you're going to be at the table by nine. And that was, you know, the rest of the day was a little bit more loosey goosey because you've already established your authority first thing in the morning, yeah. or, you know, whatever. And we got started. Anytime you, when you set something, what's the saying, once begun, or once begun, half done. It's like sometimes oh, the hardest gosh. thing is just sitting down and getting started. And so we started at nine and that just sets kind of the tone for the day to at least get some things accomplished. Yeah. Okay. And to finish out each episode of America's Mom, we always do a segment we call Everyday Takeaway. And that is where mom breaks down her infinite wisdom into one piece of takeaway information. Except there's a whole lot of pieces. But I would say overall, man, give yourself some grace. This is a time, especially if you're doing this for just a couple of months. I mean, it's a time you may not have again. You may decide you really like homeschooling and want to do it again. But give yourself some grace to enjoy it, enjoy the time with your kids, and still get done what has to be done. It also teaches them in this particular situation that we're all in that you still have to get done. You know, you still have to follow the school's authority and get get whatever get the homework done. Um, so you're setting an example there too, but still give yourself some grace. It doesn't have, if you need to go, if your kids need to go run around outside for a little bit, that's okay. You don't have to get, you know, have to be so rigid. Also that your, your day doesn't have to look like your next door neighbors or your friends, your buddies, parents or anything like that. Your house is different. You mamas that are just now homeschooling for the first time, you know, don't feel like you have to make it just sound like a normal school day if that doesn't work for your family. I had friends that started at 8 o'clock and went till 3, and they had certain things they had to do every hour. And you know what? That works for them. We would have fallen apart the first day if that was us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, decide what your goal is and make your plans accordingly. If um, Keep the goal the same. You can change your plans, but keep the goal the same. And if your goal is for your kids to be able to slide right back into school, then it may look more like a normal school day at your house. But if your goal is to preserve sanity and bond with your kids and make sure their brains are not turning to mush while you're at it, then just decide works, what works best for you. Cool. Um, amazing as always. and You're amazing. Well, thank you. You're so sweet. Um you guys, we're going to see you tomorrow. We're really excited. We're, we're going to talk to you tomorrow. Um, and as always, if you, this is an all skate episode, meaning that this is available for everyone, which is so fun. Um, if you would like more of these really practical episodes, you can head to patreon.com slash the adoptive mom, and you're going to be able to get all of the America's moms, America's mom episodes, <laughs> excuse me. It is kind of late as we're recording this, just so you guys know. But um, all of the America's Mom episodes, and if you have suggestions, as always, let us know, and we'll be happy to cover them. And by we, I mean I will facilitate as Mom shares her wisdom. So there you go. What wisdom it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. so much for listening to the adoptive mom podcast i hope you found encouragement here i need you to know that you are enough and you're doing a great job we are all in this together and i am over here cheering you on don't forget to check out show notes for this episode and other resources at the thanks for joining us